0: a world full of mundane podcasts, one show rises from the ashes, critics are calling it outrageous, podcasts as we know it will never be the same again.
1: Crazy, 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 welcome to the show tonight, prepare for an epic journey
0: where every step Two, be blood. So sit back, turn up the volume, grab your weed, get ready to light those blood.
1: Network, brought to you by the PartyCast Network, where the fun starts here, brought to you by, brought to you by, and of course, last but not least, Green Haven Media tonight, we have a huge show lined up for you. If you've been following the news, you know that Connecticut is at war with the government. HB 5329 amendment here to ban the gifting of cannabis. And tonight we have a very special guest a man fighting on our side. He is Connecticut State Representative Michael Winkler, who is going to be live on the show tonight, along with a panel of uh, select OGs of the scene, which will be joining me tonight, including CT Deputy Director of Normal, Joe Le chance Joe the Weed Guy from Cannabis Corner Radio. Christina of the Gift Gang, who's been at the Capitol every week for the past, I don't know how many weeks, joining us. My man Louie. And now he's going to kill me because I fucking didn't get his name right. Lou Rinaldi. You might know him better as CTMMP Data, who's been exposing all... Oh, the funny happenings in Connecticut. And it's just going down. It's a whole thing. We're going down. Don't go nowhere. It's two B. blunt. I'm fired up as you can see. It is Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo going down. And of course I got no, I got no, uh, no, no margarita, no tacos, no nothing. No nothing. Why? Why? Because <laughs> I've been on like a stomach bug since fucking Saturday. Me and the wife went on a super hunt all day Saturday trying to find Greek pizza. I, I, had, a, I had a stone craving for Greek pizza. And all the places in Middletown had either shut down or uh it's worse. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. So we finally found a place. The place is actually banging Tommy's Pizza in Portland, Connecticut. Shout out Tommy's Pizza. Maybe it was all the cheese. I don't fucking know. But Sunday I woke up, I was shot, yo. Monday, Tuesday, I couldn't eat more than like five bites of a fucking meal, yo. No fucking lie. No more than like five bites of a meal, yo. And I was like, I'm full. I feel bloated and disgusting. What's going on with me? I don't know what's going on. I've been shitting all fucking week. I ain't been eating. So I figured probably best idea to to not fucking be drinking margaritas tonight on the show. Plus, when you got a state representative coming on, I don't want to be fucking lit by the time he gets here. So we're going to uh, take it easy tonight. But what I do have is a King Pop loaded with the answer your question, Chroma. Watermelon gelato from my man Fino, who came all the way down from Maine to hook it up before the podcast. Let me just say, you know you made it when your weed starts coming in bags instead of Ziplocs. Like, you can have a Ziploc of weed, that's cool, but when you start getting it in the fucking bags, shit, that's when you know you made it in life, so let's not waste any more time, and let's my favorite part of the show and yours the ceremonial lighting of the blood that's right this happens and then there's gonna be a state rep on <laughs> can't believe me, shout out feno for the watermelon gelato i can't wait to try this i've been smelling it the whole time it's been sitting in front of me and i had to roll it of course so i haven't even tried it yet but my man's always got the fire, listen, if he's gonna come all the way down from Maine, that's where I'm going, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, okay! Is it, this tastes nice? It's mad smooth. I love Sunday brunch. I got a whole ass jar of Sunday brunch over here from Hazy Hill Farms, powered by plants. And Hazy Hill Farms, by far another one of my favorite cultivators. I'm all fired up. We got such a big show. I got such a huge panel coming on today. It's crazy because I've been stressed the fuck out all fucking week. Not because of this either because you know you know obviously when you have a big guest like this, you know, especially to have a, a a state politician come on the show. A show like this which is absolutely outrageous. Like we are fucking crazy on here. Like we've done a lot of crazy shit. So it's either man didn't do his homework or he just don't care. And I think that's great. I think it's great that we're going to have somebody come in and listen to the fucking community for once that they're seriously trying to smother. So shout out. I am so pumped up, but I've also been mad stressed, Joe. Why you ask? Because they just put the fucking sign out in front of my house, the for sale sign. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have sold a house before or bought a house. Let me tell you. That shit's nuts, yo. That shit's crazy. This shit ain't not for the weak of fucking heart. Let me tell you, I'm stressed the fuck out. They got my house going on the market. We got open houses going on this weekend, and I don't even have a place I like yet. Like me and the wife, we're looking. We've been looking for months. Now I'm I'm picky, I'm bougie, and I refuse to settle for anything that I don't want. And now I'm feeling pressured, like my house finna sell in like three days. And then they're gonna be pressuring me to buy something. And that's not sitting great with me. So I'm fucking stressed out. I'm stressed out. Phone lines are open. 860. three eight four seven one one zero You already know it's going down. Also in other exciting news, we got uh, a big event coming up, uh, coming down uh, next weekend actually. Big event, the 420 Puff Puff Bash was such a success that we have decided to uh, do a round two. Round fucking two. So, going down. The Puff Puff Bash 420 Concert Series. May 14th. Live performance by CT's own Lady Rock. And, uh, if you want to get into this exclusive event, we're going to have food, raffles, craft vendors, music, DJ, all that shit, plus live music. Uh, you don't want to miss this. Uh, DM- Two be blood podcast on instagram make sure you rsvp now for your chance to be uh part of one of the most exclusive and hottest events going down in connecticut the puff puff bash 420 concert series that's right brought to you by Two B blood because who who does it better than us we party motherfucker so that's how we getting down Requiem says Amnesia Haze. Yo, I just want to say that I miss Amnesia Haze. I had some like a couple months ago. That shit really be having you forgetting everything. Literally. Ding ding! Ding ding! Oogie Monster! Ding ding! I know, I'm like all over, over the place. Requiem, you should have come to Connecticut. You're going to be an extended living, he says, Matthew Rader. <laughs> Hell yeah, yo. It's going down. The The guests are starting to pile in. In the lobby. So I got to burn 10 minutes. I love it. To be but eight six zero three eight four seven one one zero. Feel free to call in. We have a uh, stack gimmick going on right now. Uh, 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 uh. Rep, Mike. Oh man, here we go. We'll be this summer. Oh, you coming to Connecticut? Let me just tell you. It should be an interesting summer. Word, y'all Definitely hit me up, yo. Gaja God, God says I've got some. Oh, you got some amnesia haze. Stop it, yo. Holler at your boy. I need that immediately. I need that immediately. (laughs) We are really excited. We're getting close. 722 right now here on the East Coast at 730. We're going to be joined by rep Mike Winkler, who says, I prefer to be called Mike, but just, you know, the the pretty representative in front of it sounds so much better. (laughs) So we're probably going to keep that going. I got the panel lined up. So we're all going to be able to, uh, you guys are going to be able to come on. You're going to be able to, the panel's going to be able to come on and ask questions directly to Mike Winkler. We're going to have discussions about the HB 5329. We're going to allow you guys, the viewers, to call in, whether you're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whatever it might be. If you're on Instagram I'm not going to lie. You probably are going to want to slide on over to YouTube or Twitter or Twitch or any, literally anything else besides, besides Instagram because you guys are not getting the full experience here. You're getting the, the phone cam. You're not getting the live show. So if you are on here and you want to check out the panel and check out the conversation, make sure you move over to youtube or uh twitch facebook at the number two b blunt b-e-b-l-u-n-t podcast on all platforms whichever one you choose you will be able to find us with that tag and you can also join the show so i just i personally feel like the instagram while cool and convenient for people on the go you're really not getting the whole experience like you do on uh the youtube i think everybody who's uh On YouTube or Twitch or watches the show on the regular will be able to tell you uh, that that's the case so in light of that make sure you guys start thinking about your questions because we got some time here and this is an exclusive I mean this is a man who here who has agreed to listen to a community that has been uh, silenced and smothered on every direction we can and uh, this is something to take advantage of, guys. And I just think it's really awesome that he's taking the time to come in and talk to us. So, uh, well, of course, I'll thank him in person when I see him. But uh, when we get on, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm jumping the gun here. Cheers to everybody. Happy single to Mayo. We are getting ready right now. I'm watching the panel fly in here. In in one of the biggest moments in 2B Blood history. Uh, Don't believe me, just watch. Like uh, like they say. Don't believe me, just watch. I'm really excited. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break while the rest of the panel loads up. Uh, I think we're pretty much getting close to seeing everybody else on here, which I'm super excited about. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is our special guest joining CT State Rep. Mike Winkler, Christina Eva of CT of Warriors, Lou Rinaldi, CT MMP Data, Christian Souza joining us of the Sugar Leaf Boutique. And she's also very heavy into social media. You guys will probably remember her from a few weeks ago on the show. And um, soon enough, Joela Chance will be joining us also, and it's gonna be a really cool time. So don't go anywhere. It is the highest podcast around. It is 2B1. I'm that stoner. Mm-hmm. Been that stoner, still that stoner. Yeah. Will forever be that stoner. You already know. I'm the TikTok smoker, I'm a rapper, I'm a toker I can burn a whole house then complain that it be over You yes. can smoke a whole pine even more when I be dying I'm the get high rapper, someone give this dude the grind What? King shit, only burning green shit Appeal in every case, cause I know it don't mean shit I will never stop making hits when I'm blasting Main I'm on the X Games mode, you ain't lasting Ha, I'm a stoner, yeah Smoking on the loudest, yeah Rolling up the baddest, yeah. Acting silly, what's happening? Hey, hey, what's what's happening? Bitch, I'm a stoner, yeah. Smoking on the loudest, yeah. Rolling up the baddest, yeah. Acting silly, what's happening? Hey, hey, what's happening? Bitch, I'm a stoner. Smoking and recording, but my lamp is all I'm showing. I keep my business private, so my stash ain't never showing. No nope. beefing with you rappers, really getting kind of boring. If it ain't about the clout, then you know I'm going to ignore it. I'm just shit, ooh. I'm on the strong, I'm feeling lit. You smoking shit, ooh. I keep it real, keep the sack you counterfeit, ooh. All the real smokers know that I'm a savage. Hey. you smoking babbage. Hey. I'm a stoner, yeah. Smoking on the loudest, yeah. Rolling up the baddest, yeah. Acting silly, what's happening? Hey, hey, what's happening? Bitch, I'm a stoner, yeah. Smoking on the loudest, yeah. Rolling up the baddest, yeah. Acting silly, was happening? Hey, hey, what's happening? Bitch, I'm a stoner. Grab your weed. <coughs> it's time to roll up. It's to be blunt with PZ to be blunt with pz we are back i hope you are ready. here we're about to make some history right here on the podcast because joining me for the first time ever on this show which i thought i'd never honestly say this in my wildest dreams honestly because of the nature of the show baby surprisingly but Nonetheless, more than willing and honored to join. It is an honor to have Mr. CT State Rep Mike Winkler. Thank you for joining us, sir. My pleasure. It is an honor to have you on the show. I just want to say I... uh, I'm honestly like I said before I'm honestly pretty shocked you're here because it's this is not honestly we have comedians we have celebrities we have all kind of stuff like this this is the first time ever having an actual politician here uh, the show doesn't normally take a political spin but ever since uh you know last year when we legalized and everything that's come after that especially with the new amendment uh, we've been hot on the tails of this legislation going on and I'm Honestly, I was a little upset to see that the bill uh, had the vote again in the Senate yesterday. So I was kind of hoping that we would kind of break that point beforehand and get to talk. But nonetheless, I do appreciate you being here because there's still a lot to talk about. There's still maybe some confusion from viewers about, uh, you know, penalties and this and that on the bill. And I just thought you would be perfect. You would be perfect to be here. And I just want to say thank you again. You gave such an awesome speech. (laughs) no your speech got shared thousands and thousands of
2: times on instagram i don't know if you know this yes i i I was surprised
1: (laughs) i i'm honestly not because you want to know why i think you were the one of the only people who made the absolute most sense and i'm gonna play a quick clip of this here we say we're gonna help mom and pop get
2: involved but it's going we say it's legal, but we overregulate it. We say we're going to help mom and pop get involved, but it's going to the large producers. We, there is an existing marijuana culture out there. We are doing everything we can to stamp it out. We're uh, limiting uh, advertisers on not putting a picture of a plant on a billboard. We're telling people who have this culture and want to um, swap marijuana in these large meats that they can't do it. It just seems that we don't understand the definition of legal. It seems that we don't understand that once we've finally gotten to the point, I mean, we are liberalizing the alcohol laws almost every session, but we are making the marijuana laws tougher. And it just seems foolish. Uh, It just
1: seems foolish. And I couldn't agree with you more. So the question I have for you first, before I bring in a bunch of people who also want to talk to you is why do you think that we are so okay with the, the liberalizing of the alcohol laws, which causes uh, so many deaths and so many issues and you know alcoholism and everything that goes along with that? We let that slide, but they're trying to smother this brand new industry into Connecticut where there's a potential to make a lot of money, not to mention. Why do you think we're, we're just shutting this down and letting alcohol run wild?
2: Well, number one, they're not shutting it down. They just want to limit it to a few big producers. And, uh, you know, they're very comfortable with that. Uh, The the idea of a mom-and-pop store in every neighborhood is anathema to them.
1: But we have mom-and-pop liquor stores on every corner.
2: Yes. uh, Partially, it's the history of marijuana. Partially, it's racism. Partially, it's uh, they don't like the culture that's associated with marijuana. And uh, they are doing it with the least possible grace.
1: Would you say it's fair to say that there's possibly an a, a outdated stigma here as far as the marijuana <laughs>
2: culture that you
1: speak of? Because I saw a lot of people talking, and they were bringing up these, these uh, studies and this and that, and I had to sit back and honestly laugh a little bit because I've been an avid cannabis user since uh, I was 17 years old, and I am now 37 years old, so it's been a solid 20 years I've been using this plant, and it's helped me in so many ways, and I've never ever ever, ever experienced, heard of, or seen firsthand any of the results of these studies that they bring up, why do you think that they even allow the use of this old information and when it comes to legislation, don't you think there should be some kind of, uh, maybe like a a point where you have to say, listen, you you should start using maybe some current facts, maybe some new studies, maybe something more current, why do they keep going back and why does the state keep letting these old objectives come to light every time?
2: I have a friend of mine who blames the Puritans. Uh, Every time something (laughs) in this state is uh, liberalized, there's people who are just against it on a gut level. And uh, there's really nothing you can do about them. They just are not going to lighten up.
1: I can't quite understand it. I mean, I literally was dumbfounded. And that's why I say when you came up and you said what you said, the key thing that stuck with me through your whole speech was when you said they just don't seem to understand the definition of legal. We go ahead. We say, okay, we're going to legalize this plant. But. We're kind of just going to restrict it to the point where only we benefit from this. The other social equity piece they promised everybody, and that's pretty much gone. Like this is it's not it's not even attainable from anybody in that level of uh, you know social equity. It's, it's almost impossible. They're giving, you got out of state businesses and investors giving seven figure digits to people to flood the market. They're saying, and and all these things are happening, yet it's legal, right? doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's, it blows my mind.
2: And clearly yours, too. So you, you voted against it. <laughs> I voted against the amendment. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I did vote for marijuana in the first place. But you're right. We we have allegedly the best language in the country concerning uh, equity and uh, helping the people who got hurt by the drug wars and stuff. And the bottom line is even the best language in the country doesn't help the uh, the. Large manufacturers, the people who are handling the medical marijuana now, are going to own it all. There'll be a couple of small manufacturers; they'll be bought out within five years, and, and a few people will make money. Uh, you know, a few people who uh, deserve it will make money, but the bottom line is uh, they're going to the uh, large producers are going to own it all within a few years, and then they'll charge whatever they want.
1: This is unfortunate, and this is something that I'm hoping that we can kind of. Uh, you know, uh, almost put a stop to it if it's possible at some point because this is like this is gonna stop out, uh, just the culture in general, and this culture is important. Like legalizing weed is cool, but like there is an entire nationwide, maybe we can even go as far as to say a global culture when it comes to this, and Connecticut could be. Uh, benefiting off, like say uh, these these events, like you guys always pointed out the, the the events you were targeting the events, the bazaars, the gifting rallies, all that stuff. But you look over and you look at California, who who, who who the state puts this stuff on, you know what I mean? And they regulate it and they and all that stuff. We could be seeing money, and we are in serious debt. I mean, I don't understand why we're we're trying to not you know, boast that because that's something that we could definitely benefit from. We need that cash. I thought that was one of the main reasons we wanted to legalize in the first place was that we wanted to not have our money go to other states like New York and Massachusetts,
2: right? I mean. The way we set it up, it's not much cash. And my personal feeling is tactically for a lot of reasons I won't bother to go into. Okay. Um, Rather than try to fight the corporations straight up, we should be going for grow your own.
1: I like that. I like that. Speaking of putting up the fight, I want to introduce somebody. I want to bring somebody into the fold real quick. I have a few people I want to bring in, but I'm going to start one by one. I want to start with Miss Christina e, uh, Eva. Is that right? Or Eva? Do I have her last name right? Hi. It's, um yeah,
3: Eva's my middle name.
1: Okay. Christina here, who has been part of what we call the Gift Gang. She has been at the Capitol uh, for for weeks now. Um, I don't know if you've seen nine her. Weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nine, I don't know if you've seen her out there, but she's been out there. Um you know, giving out free cannabis and, and approaching and not approaching, but uh, promoting, you know, this this ban of the gifting and trying to stop it. And also, you know, this issue with the mold we're having with them. They're trying to uh, allow more mold. So she's been deep in the game. I wanted to bring her on. Chris, Christina, if you the floor is yours, if you want to start a conversation here, how you want to do this. I know we just had the vote in the Senate. I know you probably are a little upset about the turnout on that. Uh, it didn't quite go our way.
3: I'd like to first say thank you, PZ, for having me on the show. And um, to the good representative, very nice to see you again. Um, I'm really grateful for you standing up you know, in the House session um, and speaking up for our community. I know that we had a brief conversation that morning in passing, um, and it really made me feel like everything that we were doing there was legitimized and noticed, and people were taking the time to hear us as others walked by. Um, in such a hurry that it felt to me that they were shucking the, you know, the talking to the community and and seeing where we were coming from. So that meant a a lot to us. Um, And I want to thank you for that, uh, for sure. Um, We have been at the Capitol outside for the past nine weeks. You know, I don't feel defeated. I feel stronger. Um, I feel like a lot of people in my community feel stronger and more connected through this, although it is, you know, really sad to see, Um, corporations kind of having this this strong influence over the people who sit in the seats that are supposed to represent the people that we come into contact with every day. you know, what, what comes out of hardship sometimes is a beautiful thing, um, and a little bit of struggle seems to make us stronger. <laughs> um, so I'm grateful for that, and um, I don't feel like we've lost yet. I don't see that we have a signature, and although I do anticipate that Governor Lamont will be signing this legislation into law, Um, You know, I don't want to give up here and stop here. I want to follow this um, just like we followed this from the very beginning in the general law committee when it first was presented with uh, jail time and $10,000 minimum fines. Um, You know, I want to follow that all the way through whether it gets a signature or not gets a signature. Um, I, I want to make sure we see that all the way through and give up you know, as much of a fight as we can for our community and for our future and for our children and their children. Um, As we know, the drug war, you know, is a a 50 year fight for the state of Connecticut. On the anniversary of the 50 year anniversary of that drug war, um, it was announced that we did legalize cannabis in the state of Connecticut. and, And I was there for that outside holding signs and, you know, informing the public of things, you know, that they weren't even aware of that we were even having this conversation. Um So, you know, I I'm, I want to follow that all the way through and let everyone know that I, I would like them to reach out to Governor Lamont, even if it's a, a long shot, um, to let him know that, you know, the only other option for medical patients that's available currently is kind of in limbo as far as safety and testing and the influence on that regulatory body. Um, and you know, let him know that those patients need alternative options and caregivers and other places to get cannabis or other avenues to learn to grow their own cannabis and obtain what they need to do that. Um, And maybe pushing on that point um, with the governor um, from a standpoint of safety and public safety and the issues that surround that until we get some very clear defined answers um, as to what's going on there. Um, Because what it looks like now is we have Um, Since 2020, we have some of the highest allowable mold and yeast uh, uh, content allowed in the the country. Um, And that's concerning from, you know, a patient standpoint, as well as someone who cares for the patients in the program over the last eight years um, and watching the decline in, you know, not only the product quality, but also the quality of care. Um, and support that's been available to these patients um, in helping them to file complaints and feel comfortable um, to come forward about their experiences. Um, you know, I just feel like we need to really push that to the end and and make that point very clear to the governor that there is a public safety issue um, as well, and that this legislation becoming law will only detour people further or detour people from from helping those who are suffering um, and in need in need of other options so um let's follow that through to the end you can reach governor lamont at 860-566-4840 and i have that right on the top of my head Um, this is you know the way he's signing it is not i don't believe hb 5329 as amended i think he's going to see it as amended sb 1118 which is basically um they're amending the original legalization uh, law that came into place um last year so when you reach out to him, don't forget patients. Patients definitely need an alternative option in the meantime. Um, and I'd like to thank every can warrior and every you know advocate and patient and person in the community of Hartford and from Massachusetts that came and stood with us for the last nine weeks. Um, rain, cold, wind—it uh, didn't—it didn't stop us. It didn't detour us. We all had a smile on our face. We were outside. We were inside. Um, I think we made some waves this year. It was the most exciting year for me. And I've been at the Capitol <laughs> with signs and flags for years and years. So um, <laughs> even though legalization was pretty exciting, this, this year really brought a new dynamic and a new sense of togetherness um, for me. And I'd like to thank everybody for that for sure.
1: I can tell you, we definitely appreciate your fight. Um, I do wish that, you know, it had gone a different way, but I don't think it's over yet. I do want to bring in the rest of the panels. I want to give you a little bit of shine because you've been doing so much work. So I just wanted to give you, you a little bit of spotlight here. Also joining us, Deputy Director of Normal from Connecticut, Joel Achance, all the way from Puerto Rico right now.
4: <laughs> yes, yes. Good evening. How are you, Representative? Uh, we, I wanted to just... Uh, reiterate what Christina said. Thank you very much for those comments uh, that you made the uh, during the House. And I am very sorry to see that this uh, this bill did pass the Senate. You know, I was wondering. You know, during this whole process, we always talk, and you talked about it too. The corporate, the corporate lobby that's here. How much? Being a representative, I'm sure you're around there all the time. How much influence? Does that lobby have on what these legislators uh, vote for? And you know how do they how do they operate up there? What do they do to get you to see things their way?
2: Well, I'm going to speak <laughs> directly, even though it's going to be um, a little bit of a bummer. Um, number one, they get to the governor, uh, mm. and the governor was involved in this process from the start. There is nothing in this bill that didn't pass muster with the governor. So like I said, I don't want to be depressing, but that's the way it is. Um, Number two, uh, most of them are in the medical marijuana field now. And uh, the state's very happy with the medical marijuana field. They're very happy with a few people. They're very happy with tight control. And so um, as far as they're concerned, the medical marijuana people are setting a great example and they're comfortable with them having the bulk of the uh, uh, the legal market. So um, it, it's it starts from the top. It stops, starts from the governor. And the legislature is not a democracy. All they need is the speaker and the president of the Senate and a couple of committee chairs. And that's it. Any bill that gets to the floor of the House passes. So, you know, it, they don't need many people.
4: Oh, right, right. And and so the, the, the lobbyists basically target the key people. Yeah. So I'm not they're not coming to you saying Right, my representative Winkler. Can we throw you a few campaign contributions? Make sure you vote for the amendment. There, you know.
3: No, but we have. To, but we have to remember they're there every almost every day. You know, in and out. People are getting paid to be there, while as we had patients. You know, who struggle every day making the trek to come to Hartford. Um, despite the hardships there and pushing through to go in, which was um, amazing to see. Um, And it's important. Thank you for asking that Joe, because it's important for us to know, you know, Hey, maybe these these are the people that we should be targeting as well. And I I think that's a part that we were missing um, coming in. So. Yeah, that
4: was, I mean, I'm amazed at what we were able to accomplish with that bill, at least on paper without money, without a lobby, You know what I mean? And that just shows to go with some good, strong activism and some good people within the legislature can do. You know, unfortunately, and I spoke to Jason about this, this what's happening now is not what we envisioned. It's not what's on the paper. Right. It's 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 become quite a nightmare, you know, besides the controversy about gifting. There's a huge controversy about the licenses now. I mean, I just looked in the last week, it went from 4,000 applications to over 14,000. Holy
1: crap, really?
4: In the period of a week, and the majority of them are for the dispensary licenses, the retail licenses, of which there are only 12 available. So you're talking, I have the numbers right here. Right now, there are 5,000, no, I'm sorry, I I need my glasses here, hold on, (laughs) 8,357 social equity applications in for the adult use retailer. There are 7,245, now this is just for retailer, for the general lottery. For 12 licenses. So the bulk, I mean, you know, you have a better shot applying for a delivery license. There's much less competition. I mean, basically all the other licenses, this seems to be obviously somebody stacking the deck.
2: Well, this is an obvious
4: stacking of the deck. Mm
2: -hmm. It's part of the process that that. It takes incredible amounts of energy to follow this all the way through. The legislature just passes a kind of overall guideline. And then it goes to the regulatory review. And regulatory review can gut a bill, or it can enforce a bill, or it can change a bill uh, from its original intent. And then they hand a fait accompli to, like, the equity council and says, pretty much, there's nothing you can do about it. So uh, we have to follow it through the whole process. It takes unbelievable amount of energy and, you know, we don't get paid to do it. So it's uh, a very tough thing to follow a piece of legislation all the way through and make sure it ends up the way it started.
4: Wow. Right. Which it usually doesn't. If, I mean, uh, if I'm correct. Joe, before so, you keep
1: going, let me just bring in the rest of our, our people, too, that I have waiting because I want to make sure everybody gets a word in, too. Uh, Join us, too. Lou Rinaldi of CTMMP Data and Krista Salza. She's a, a local business owner, uh, also an advocate, too. I just want to make sure everybody gets a voice in here. I know you guys have been waiting patiently, and we're, just, we're going and going. I want to make you guys get a word in. Go ahead, Joe. That's you can continue. Stuff. I'm sorry. Thank you. you I'm
4: good. Whoever else wants to speak.
1: Lou, I know you probably have a lot to say, Lou. You've been very vocal about uh, this whole process on Instagram. I'm sure you have a lot to say.
5: Yeah, first I'd like to uh, echo everybody's sentiments and thanking Representative Winkler. Um, You know, I know we've only just met, but I would love to give you a hug, sir. <laughs> uh, was, yeah, that was. This it was, was very, very inspiring. It actually brought it brought tears to my eyes. Uh, uh, very, very inspiring. So, thank you for that. Um, I I run an Instagram account that was conceived with the the idea of putting public data to use for you know the public interest for public good. Uh, My only problem was that when it came to the medical program, the data wasn't public, so I had to start working with the state's Freedom of Information Commission. And the fruits of that labor have, have been quite valuable and then allowed me to trace further up the chain to where malfeasance had occurred in August of 2020 with secretive changes to the lab testing standards. And I noticed that you mentioned the regulatory review. The one thing I'd like to bring attention to, if I may, is that the Legislative Regulation Review Committee has scheduled uh, both a meeting date of May 24th and a decision date of June 9th. Uh, This is with regard to the new microbial testing standards for cannabis in Connecticut. Uh, The LRRC docket number is 2022-007. so that's that's something I'd like to bring attention to. The, the, the angle there is they're currently proposing a new limit for total yeast and mold count of 10 to the fifth power uh, or 100,000. <laughs> we would like to see instead 10 to the fourth power or 10,000 colony forming units per gram. Um, anyone that is interested in learning more you can scan the, the code in my background there if you'd like to follow along. It's really fancy, and, uh, by the way. <laughs>
1: yeah.
5: Louis, <laughs> I had a question regarding that. Sure.
1: Uh,
4: these standards that they're trying to change here now, right, are for the medical marijuana, right? Well, it or will be... this Right. Will, that was my question. Will this transfer over to be the standards for the adult use program as well? are they going to use the same standard
5: joe that's the money question and the answer is yes it would apply to both markets so some regulated markets do have differing standards for medical versus adult use what's being proposed here would be an uh a limit that is considered unsafe and would bring visibly moldy product to dispensary shelves um and and is is 10 times uh, a more permissive limit than our neighbor to the north of Massachusetts. Right, right. So not only is it a problematic uh, proposal as it's current uh, in its current state, but it would apply to both the medical and the adult. Okay, use so medication. this is
4: important for for all consumers,
5: not just medical patients. That's right. That's it's an right. important issue for
4: all cannabis it consumers. It's a public
5: it? health issue, as Christine right. alluded to earlier, it is absolutely- Public Rep health. Winkler, do you have any idea why they would,
4: why they would want to do this? I'm sure it was the corporate. <laughs> <coughs>
2: you know, it's kind of um, funny. The you know mold is everywhere. Every breath we take, ten to the fourth, ten to the fifth. Um, the question becomes in your
4: walls, right? It's all what? Over.
2: What at what point does it become harmful? I mean, a lot of people out there would say ten to the fourth. Holy moly, we can't have ten to the fourth. That's insane. But the bottom line is you can't keep mold out it's it's an amazing phylum and i find it very interesting i myself am curious what is the health difference between 10 to the fourth and 10 to the fifth and um are we talking about just the additional amount or some different kind of mold what is it that makes the difference between yeah lou yeah. I,
4: I, I understand that they did differentiate between the mold that they found to be harmful and then what they're considering harmless mold. Well, That's well, what they're D- saying. This is harmless mold.
5: DCP's assertion is that simply testing for the presence or absence of aspergillus is considered, one, yeah. is considered sufficient for proving safety. Uh, the the 10,000 colony forming units per gram, Representative Winkler, in my view, represents a workable compromise that will uh, be achievable, obviously by the corporate owned multi-state operators, but also by micro cultivators, some folks who may be growing in many different types of environments. Uh, you know, it's it, it has to be, because of that, the fact that it would be applicable to all sides of the market, it would have to be a standard that is both considered generally safe and also workable and achievable and realistic uh, for for the the majority of those uh, licensed producers who are going to be held to that standard. So, if I could, it is, it in is operational terms, yes,
2: in operational terms, uh, does it make a difference how packed? the marijuana plants are growing together. Does that create more mold or less yes, mold? Yes, it yeah, will.
5: Absolutely, so, so there's there's an entire industry built around remediation of cannabis. That is to say, batches that are, have a sample submitted to a lab for testing, and then they call that process research and development, uh, which is not exactly what I understood that term <laughs> to mean from my, my corporate days, but um, they, they continue to resubmit after blasting it with remediation measures, some type of radiation, ozone, there's multiple methods that they use. Um, Yep, irrigation. But but the reason I even bring that up in the first place representative is because that entire industry exists simply to validate and enable uh, a disregard for the environment and upfront capital expenditure to get the environment correct before a single plant enters into the grow facility. This is true. Uh, so you've got, you've got an industry that's built around validating poor standard operating procedures. And it's, it, it's something that is a current practice by the licensed producers in Connecticut's medical program. And this, this same microbial testing standards update that I mentioned earlier, uh, based on my reading of it, now I'm, I'm not a lawyer and I'm, I'm not a legislator. Based on my reading of it, would appear to end uh to disallow the practice of remediation if a single sample failed the entire batch would need to be disposed of that's a step in the right direction we like that um you know and getting rid of remediation has to be balanced out with a total yeast and mold count limit that isn't so high as to cancel out the benefit of getting rid of remediation so that's where 10 to the fourth comes in Uh, it's 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 generally considered safe by the majority of regulated markets and it's an achievable standard for all uh actors in the growing space uh so i hope that answers your question sir
2: and, and don't be too impressed by legislators i mean right now our starting salary is 28.8 <laughs> and we're part-time <laughs> amateurs so don't be don't be too impressed <laughs> You
1: got a good point. Kristen,
2: uh I want to give you the floor a little bit. I'm
1: sure you probably have some uh questions for Rep uh, Mike Winkler. Uh you kind of been hanging out there and not saying too much. Awfully quiet in the corner.
6: I'm not <laughs> I'm just trying not to talk over anyone, you know. So first of all, Rep Winkler, thank you very much. And to your point, some of your colleagues were um huh, they were tough to listen to. Your speech was phenomenal. I was listening to it in my store just like, yes. And then there were a few others on the other side. Uh, anyway, yeah, not so good. <laughs> there were some good ones, on
3: though, things. Kristen. We had, still, we had
4: still a few good ones up
3: there. Yeah, yeah. Like, big, big shout out to Representative Michelle, as well as Representative uh, Ann Hughes, um, and then Senator Kissel, too. We've, we've, you know, we've hoped that that's not going to change as we move forward. Go ahead, Kristen.
6: <laughs> no, I'll <laughs> no, forget this one. Good segue. Um, Yeah, you know, I admittedly um, did not know a tremendous amount about what was going on with the medical and the mold, and I was learning it from Lewis Page. And so I kind of went off on my own and was looking some things up and to talk about like that threshold where my head was going and and i always say i'm like super low on the totem pole i am not one of the cool kids but i do try to involve myself in a local level in my city and politics and a lot of meetings and subcommittees you know it's all we're trailblazers we're we're ahead of the curve connecticut's doing it first and i just can't understand why we would see all of these other regulated markets doing it at the 10 to the 4 ratio and yet we're trailblazing in the wrong direction. Like we're, we're. We, you would think we would want to do it better, like a little bit more efficiently, not a little sloppier. And and to that point, we're, you know, we're clearly kind of just throwing. I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna ramble a little bit, but it, it just felt icky, um, for lack of a better word. And as you're educating yourself more, you don't like it. Now we have 52,000 plus medical patients, and oh. I'm going to venture to guess the overwhelming majority of them are going to dispensaries. Um, I don't have those statistics or numbers on who's going where, and I'm not, I, you know, I, there's a handful of dispensaries that I can, I can get down with, for lack of a better word. Um, but that's, that's not great, and I don't think that a lot of the patients are educated. I don't think that they were actively being made aware of what happened. In fact, I think if a survey went out, a lot of people that go to dispensaries probably have no idea.
4: Still. That's a great idea. What? That's a great, to put it out to the patients.
6: You know, what do you think? Transparency that, is important. But, and and but the legislators we are still, well, we're not hearing from the patients, they don't know. They, they can't say anything because they don't know a small fraction. That's of the what I mean, the patients don't like know. Like 1%. So.
4: So how do we get to them? I mean, obviously the dispensaries aren't going to cooperate with you and put out Direct the Direct actions. How do we, how do you but connect directly question. to patients besides social media?
3: That's another side effect of the corporations coming in and vertical integration being allowed within this corporate structure and this corporate influence and regulatory capture seemingly happening um, as it has in many other states is that the first step is to get in there and get people out who have direct contact with these patients and are willing to tell them the truth. I think many of us have ushered patients into the medical cannabis program um, ushered them in with great care and helped them to get there because it's very confusing and daunting. And then when they get left there, they still come back to some of us for answers um, and guidance and support because those things are not there. So as the corporate interest moved in, a lot of the advocacy and care persons who were on the front lines at those dispensaries, were um, booted out. <laughs> and that is a huge disservice. And, and I think Kristen's okay. absolutely correct. Patients just don't know. Um, and to All get right, that so out there. How about the front the- lines?
4: How about the front lines? The doctors. Now, the doctors who are giving out the the medical recommendations should be concerned about this and should be made aware of it and should be told so that they can tell their patients. I the think the doctors... For the
5: medical program... Them too. The, Them yeah, too. The, I've, I've emailed every member of the Board of Physicians uh, for for Connecticut's medical program. I received one reply uh, promising to follow up and then never heard anything else.
1: Well, you know what will leave you hanging? Mike Winkler. <laughs>
4: My man gets
1: back to you just yeah, Mike, like that. Is this
4: a legislative <laughs> thing or does this get done strictly through the uh, DCP? Is this something you get to vote on or or no
2: well like i said we just established the overarching program and then everything else happens mm. underneath us and away from us we did we did include physician assistants in the group of people who that's can, a good one who, who can uh prescribe <laughs> i do want to open up the phone lines to represent too also Winkler, guys
5: FMA.
1: uh just cut you off, Lou, but I just want to let the people know that uh, we are going to open up the phone lines quick. If anybody's got questions, uh, phone number is 860 It's on the screen. eight six zero three eight four seven one one zero. If you have any questions, please feel free to call in. Go ahead, Lou.
5: Sorry. Uh, I'm curious if you would support legislation to create a patient advocacy council within the medical program that would not only have an advisory capacity, but would also have some teeth, would have the ability to affect positive change on behalf of patients. Um, and also, if you think that's even a feasible idea, given the realities of the, the political situation that you've laid out.
1: Timmy okay. block, one second. Uh, hold on a second, let, let uh, Rep Winkler answer the question.
2: Yep. we could cre- We could create a patient advocacy council, but to be quite honest, um these things get captured they get captured by regulation they get captured by um the experts coming in and telling them the limitations on them etc cetera, etc cetera. um i would uh you know i would rather hand out leaflets at the uh dispensaries themselves than set up a patient advocacy council okay yeah, that's good. And I, I think that's probably something, something that almost has to be set up privately
3: That Yeah, that huge disadvantage to losing gifting was being able to bring people together, find those individuals with that fire and that passion in their soul um, that can't be bought and sold and build it from that ground up. But that got stomped out pretty quickly. (laughs) By by the way, I just
2: need to tell you that we did reduce the uh, penalty, so to speak, to an infraction. It's a traffic ticket now. It's not jail time. It's not $10,000, but it can be $1,000. I was wondering And especially if- for the organizers,
4: right? They did lobby a, a steep fine on the organizers, like a thousand dollars plus a thousand dollars per gift. Right, uh, it,
3: could be per, it could be per transaction, it's up for interpretation and it's up for right. interpretation by people who are not yeah. educated and hold some heavy stigma still.
4: Yeah, I think. wanted to bring this up. How do you think they're gonna enforce it now? What do what do you what well, do you think the next steps
5: will be?
2: I They're personally not. don't think they can count the transactions. No. <coughs>
5: How would they? So no. They can't even keep track of who, allotments. Who,
2: across who the knows? <laughs> Maybe somebody can hold a party for two thousand dollars. Maybe we'll all chip in so they can pay the fine. Who knows?
3: Let's see right. what we can do. At the worst, they get on the phone, peasy. Yeah, to
1: be blunt, oh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh me? Yeah, you're on the phone, right? Yeah, hey, you. <laughs> Coming from Connecticut. What's your name? Audie. All right, Adi, what's your question? Hey, I, I want to
4: bring something up to, well, Representative Winkler's here. Okay. I would like to bring up uh, caregivers. Uh, it's not something that's been mentioned at all in the legislative action, and it's something that I'd like looked at because I serve patients that are disabled with cancer or uh, have very terrible diseases where they're unable to produce product themselves. And I give it to them at a very discounted rate due to disabilities, injuries. Uh, again, uh, and it's something I'd like looked at because oh, you're, you're losing the a market.
2: You're in the amendment. What does it say? It more or less says uh, the caregiver and the um, the patient are going to be okay as long
3: as combined they don't have more than five ounces. But that's a di- that's a different subject, because within the state Baby. of Connecticut's medical cannabis program, you can be licensed by the Department of Consumer Protection as a caregiver for one person. Um, and that means that that person can go to a facility or a dispensary facility that is licensed by the state and Buy pick up yeah. it does yep. not indicate that that caregiver can grow for you. It does not indicate that in their mm. home they can have your plants. Um, it does not it's indicate that, how right. the trade of that would be taxed. That's or a very taxed. good point. So that and, and not I, only I don't that
7: but
4: that's a good amendment, to, amendment to have I just don't appointed. want people to
3: be misled by the fact thinking that a caregiver would then mean oh well that person is safe from right. it, 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 it's really and as and, and I also want to mention, if we can look at something and if you're going to be here with us next year, I would imagine um, after these introductions, we can. <laughs> <laughs> <he's scared.
4: laughs> um,
3: but we also need to look at these children who are only allowed one caregiver. Um, and these are sick and, and very and need children. Um, and they are paying the most to get into the program still up until that that might change. Yeah,
4: Maine used it for a long time. It's a very workable model. And it could yeah, be implemented I, you, I, down here. Yes, all, thank you, audience.
2: Yeah. All I want. No, to say No was problem. That the I appreciate you guys having my question. Thank you, Representative. Maybe not as much Winkler. as they should be, but they're covered, and some of their liabilities expunged.
3: I, I think the definition of that needs to be expanded quite a bit, and I think that's something we can look at doing, maybe through the regulatory body, or get, at least get it started throughout the summer i'm because don't forget
5: take representative d'agostino up on his offer to have uh book clubs you know and and use the book club model where everyone has a bona fide social relationship
3: and really (laughs) we're all weed related anyway
4: (laughs) i have a question now this is an election year representative Winkler, and um do you expect to see a change in the uh makeup of the legislature after these elections that may be either be more pro-cannabis or less pro-cannabis, depending on, I mean, you know what they're predicting. So I'm wondering if you think that's going to happen in Connecticut as
2: well. A lot of legislators are retiring, but okay. they do not believe that cannabis will be the decisive factor in any campaign. So I think it'll be luck of the draw. Right.
4: And then will you be running for re-election?
2: No. Oh. 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 <laughs> I didn't want to run the first time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Who put you up to it, <laughs> I was only here until a good person stepped forward and was willing to take it. And that has happened.
1: Wow. Wow. Oh, well you know what thank Hold you. On. yeah well, you, thank you, you, you for be, your
4: service hell yeah were in during a very crucial period of time yeah, honesty
6: is refreshing we will miss yeah. you. Yeah, yeah it really is.
1: it's really been refreshing you've been honestly you just want to say like
5: it'd be great to talk to uh, right off the rim
6: yeah uh to yeah, be blunt, I'm what's your name
5: we'll where are you call it from to thousands of people and that's no hyperbole on my part
4: yeah, you might want to come into the industry with us now that you're not going to be a legislator anymore.
1: Let's take this caller, guys, real quick. To be blunt, what's your name? Where are you calling from?
7: Hey, my name's Devin Schleich, and I'm calling from Riverton, Connecticut. I just had a couple of questions. To, sure, um, go right ahead. The representative. Um, so, as we all know, a terrible thing happened at Hartford not too long ago. Um, I do not condone the actions, of course, of the event. Um, but they were rated and... I was just curious. I saw some language. Um, I followed case net very closely after legalization um, just because, like, I just want to see how the laws change and how the law enforcement is incorporated into that scene. Because we all know that, like, you know, you guys signed the bills, but how they enforce them sometimes can be different, you know. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple of uh, statutes brought up there, I believe you would say. Um, that seem to be outdated. And I would just like some clarification on those. Because I've actually uh, reached out to quite a few people asking about this. Um, So when legalization happened, there is a bill that still requires a mandatory minimum of five years uh, for cannabis-related offense. It's a little scary of a a charge. It's over a kilogram. So obviously it's over 2.2 pounds. Right, okay. Um, I was just curious, is that law, was that, written out of the bill is that still in play because when i think legalization i think it's freedom across the board you know
4: Yeah. yeah nobody's telling you how much beer you can buy
2: i agree no i don't think it was taken out but the whole bill is totally messed up uh an example um if you get caught driving under the influence of marijuana they're gonna make you put an alcohol breathalyzer on your ignition Really? Because what? they didn't change the law. Uh, the law is just really messed up, and they're going to have to make changes to make it make any sense.
1: I would never be able to drive anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
3: right. and, that, and that's scary, though, right? At when least you'd always pass. Uber the we fuck out the, everywhere. Look at look at that and, and that here. hearing. And,
7: and, uh, thank you for answering that question uh, truthfully, because a lot of people hide that uh, that little piece in, and it's just. It's a way of, I've, I've been explaining personally how, you know, we may make something legal, but, you know, we have, we still do have parts in play of jail time for the cannabis
4: yeah, that, plan. Yeah, you know, you you made a great point that they don't even know what the definition of legal is because what you really have here is regulation. It's not really legalization. Now cannabis is regulated. That's True. really all it is. True. It's not really legal so, because it's not free. And, and the last thing I wanted to bring up And it was something that was brought up on the show as of the importance of local politics and how this is a way by going to your local community and getting them involved. So I know Hamden has been very open towards gifting and they are actually trying to work out a structure with permits and, and correct licensing. To run events legally in Hamden.
1: Well, how's that going to work if the amendment goes? We got yeah,
4: we got to find that. How does that work? How can a a municipality actually make kind of their own rules
3: that don't necessarily?
4: Yeah, how does that work? And if, if how would one go to their local community to try and get the same thing done, even starting with their local legislature?
2: If you really want to affect the legislature, the first thing you should do is all go out and join the campaign of the person who's going to win the next election in your town. <laughs> because, you know, sure. you, you earn some, you earn a, a debt, so to speak, and you collect it by saying, I want you to support this. Um, believe it or not, the only way that you can fight the, uh, the lobby for the major marijuana industry is to actually work in each of the districts. And get to your legislature, legislators, and if you can show them that they owe you, and they're not, you know, against, you know, marijuana for religious reasons or whatever, then uh, then you can you can affect the future policy in this state. Awesome. It's and and you now, how that about how in how your I'll own local do you city? Does stuff, the how much cool. how much
4: influence does the legislator, like say you, have over the mayor or the city council of of a certain town?
2: My mayor hates me.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Why is that? So maybe, wait a second. Man, why why is, does your mayor hate
3: you? Time out here. No, nobody hates. Nobody hates. Why me. fucking oh, no. anybody hates you? You're great. You have one. Well, I have a feeling Mike, Mike D'Agostino
4: that. and the mayor of Hamden don't get along so great either. So, I'm, you know, I it had, happens.
7: Uh, right. <laughs> um. But, Kristen, uh, a Christina wanted to get Joe. some info from you. Yeah, Joe, Joe, yeah, can I, you let her, I, the I caller do.
1: finish? Um, oh, yeah, so go ahead. A little
7: bit ago when we were talking about this whole gifting and stuff, um, Mike actually went on the stand. And during this speech oh, that he was really talking about where he, he obviously loves brownies, I don't really understand why. <laughs> the man just has an obsession for brownies. But anyway, Not the so good at the kind. end of it, he did speak about acquaintances selling in between each other, medical patients. He said, I don't care. Quite frankly, he said, I don't care if medical patients grow and sell amidst their, each other. So, I mean, my question is, is that true? Or is he just kind of speaking off the whim here and just kind of getting us to shut up? <laughs>
4: right, how much <laughs> is that?
7: Oh, D'Agostino. Oh, 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 yeah. He's,
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I think he's 100% accurate that he doesn't care, but that's all that statement says.
7: Yeah, he doesn't so, care
4: because right, there's no tax They're involved. It's about money. Of
7: law enforcement or who, who's going to you know, actually follow through with that statement?
3: Nobody probably. <laughs> nah. I think
7: the,
3: the statement earlier I'm thinking, that you know, it's always you know, implemented I grow, I grow differently.
2: For my why, did, why didn't I they have people tomatoes. at the border trying to stop us when we bought marijuana in mm-hmm. Massachusetts? Uh, because right. they used to do that for alcohol, but they didn't. So times change. The uh, powers that be decide what they're going to enforce and not going to enforce. And it's hard to predict sometimes. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's very true. They
4: used to out. sit at the borders it's looking difficult. for people buying liquor in other states.
3: But mm-hmm. we get that, right, Devin? We get that, um, you know, that it's going to be then on perception or interpretation of one individual. So maybe within our community, I know that a lot of us do this already. Destigmatizing, having the conversation, meeting people outside our circle and saying, hey, do you know about the cannabis laws? Let me try to educate you a little bit and show you along the way, because obviously that's not getting done on a higher level. So maybe it needs to come from us. So reaching out Uh, to your local government, like your mayors, your city council members, even your block watch or your PTA, like all those things. Are going to add up to somebody going home to their husband who's a police officer and saying hey i met this really cool girl that smoked pot today she's an advocate and she told me about the fact that patients don't need to keep their medicine in the original container at this time and you know i know you said you dumped somebody's weed out like that's not supposed to be you know and that's maybe how it has to happen but we also have to hold the expectation that our legislators who are putting forth these laws are also taking the initiative to reach out to the agencies that are affected in a very real and public way and say, hey, we're going to stand on these things that we're saying that we don't want, you know, this to be up to one person's interpretation that, you know, is maybe living in the 50s still. We would expect that if we're doing it, they're doing 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 it, too. But we should expect that they are not doing it and do it ourselves. (laughs) That's maybe what I want to say. Yeah. And how much misinformation is out there
4: about marijuana? Thanks for calling in, man. We should get a lot of disinformation. We should report it to the Ministry of Truth.
3: I want (laughs) to thank Kristen for going to the (laughs) city council meetings and maybe ask her, along with some other members of the community, are more involved on this on the city or town levels um, to help guide some of us in our community who are willing or interested um, and what that looks like, how it feels, who do you approach, you know, things like that and, and keep us involved on that level throughout the summer um, and also paying very close attention to who is running for re-election and who, you know, may need a little hand from us, one hand washes the other kind of situation, right? Um, that's what I've been seeing happen as well over the last few years, so Kristen I really appreciate that you do that and I know that's something I am not familiar with but I'm really interested um and I want to thank you for that and thank you for educating the community everybody yeah, no. here is a huge advocate would... in and of themselves as they walk and talk and breathe <laughs> This is true Every, that's well, why I, I, say I that picked all the this time. group like
6: advocacy's got like different angles you know and people do it in different ways and when it's when everyone comes together you've got all these different branches that makes it so much stronger um and kind of to your point like I don't know them, but I would say they're strong acquaintances, a fair number of people that that I have met through these meetings and, and, you know, Rep Winkler's colleagues and people in the Senate. And um, they are pro-cannabis. So their vote against this bill, I I don't know if it wasn't presented. I I don't know. I I, I truly don't know. But I was surprised by some of the names that voted the way that they did, if I'm being very honest. Um, Yes, I do know them and I can talk to them about this.
5: Yeah.
3: and i would like to <laughs> hold everyone accountable know, for their eyes.
5: should we say who we're who we're surprised about their
3: vote? <laughs> no, can, can <laughs> no we no, don't but, need to so go do it, do it all
6: that. Because <laughs> you know
3: it's really trying to understand why they voted how they voted and maybe saying hey maybe you're misinformed maybe we can take a look at some of the real there information there's obviously a lot um, of misinformation. it was the way it was
4: spun. <laughs> it was the way people. it was presented yeah, it made it look like this was a commerce endeavor it, you know obviously it was put in a bad light by the media and then again you know that arrest, that big bust that happened in hartford all these things did not put it all in a good light no oh, but you got and, people and, who still and this believe is in what they were madness. feeding them this is what the legislators were hearing and seeing amongst themselves they weren't listening to the people i mean i saw i went to the protests on 420 They walk right by. You know, they don't really care what we what we had to say.
5: But
2: that's Um,
3: okay. We're gonna say it anyway. Yeah, (laughs)
2: it's it's a little simpler than that. Every bill that hits the floor passes. The speaker only calls bills he expects to pass. To pass, right? If you vote against a bill, the speaker brings to the floor. Under certain circumstances, there can be retaliation there can be problems. So if you know a bill is going to pass, you might might vote for it or against it, um, not based on the merits of the bill, but on whether or not there's another bill out there you want. If your vote isn't critical, you might cast it the wrong way if you have another bill out there somewhere that you don't want to tick somebody off just before your bill comes up. Okay.
4: Oh, so see, these are it, the inner politics. It's really politics. like that. Yeah, yeah. This is
5: super <laughs> valuable. It's,
4: <just laughs> like not, it's not about what you believe in. It's
1: it's what's best. I just like this great honesty right now. This is great.
3: Mike, do us- the do the legislators have the summer off? Because my understanding is that they're going to start campaigning if they are going to be rerunning for their places. So say Matt Ritter wants to rerun D'Agostino wants to rerun now, they're going to be working on that all summer. They don't just, like, take the summer off because the legislative session is over. Am I correct?
2: Well, they do constituent service uh, all year, and they're in their re-election mode now. Most of them have already filed their campaign committees. Many of them have already raised their money. They'll be going door to door very shortly if they haven't already. The Me they'll too. Be, they'll be, they'll be uh, working pretty hard, you know, unless they're in a district
3: that's safe.
4: Right. Right. Where they know they're going to get elected. So
3: do so do we have any way to contact them? Can we should we still be emailing like the really the ones that are running for those seats in our districts as we're dealing with the city councils and making those moves? We should still continue to keep those connections throughout the summer. Or should we
2: be primarying them? (laughs) Um, I would say, yeah, starting June at the latest, you should. Be in contact with them, volunteering for their campaigns is one way to you know, get a debt. Um, you should be formulating your ask, if you will, and you should be communicating with them all along. If you're a Thank statewide you. organization, you activate each member in each district and you call them and tell them to contact the legislator and you tell them to call you back and tell what was said. And one clue, uh, one tip, um, sometimes the, legislature doesn't ca- the legislator doesn't care and uh, I always tell people to ask for an in-person meeting. Uh, a lot of legislators don't want to do in-person meetings. And if they don't care, uh, they'll say, listen, I-, I can't meet with you, but I'll, I- I'll support you. And-, and you've done your job. The only thing we have in this business is our word. And once they give it on an issue that they don't care all that much about, um, you've got to vote. So just a tip. Thank you so much. I like solid sense. gold. That's
5: a good
4: <laughs> like tip, that. man.
1: You know, I don't okay. just want to say, you know, Mike, thank you so much. I think at this point we can go on a first day basis. So, <laughs> Mike, I We're really I, now.
4: We got I, gifts.
1: I really appreciate <laughs> you coming on and talking to everybody. I know we all feel the same way. Uh, it's been fantastic. I've, we've kept you so much longer than I expected to. I'm sorry, but uh, it's just been such a compelling experience. Uh, conversation with everybody uh if you guys have any last questions before we keep it going i've got a last qu- call 860-384-7110 i want to make sure everybody gain us to enjoy the rest of their evening uh so just last last call for the calls and if you guys the Let's panel the if you guys have anything i want to thank bring
5: you peasy for putting this together because this is an yeah, incredibly was- valuable forum that did not exist
1: i could to not today. honestly uh as soon as I saw, literally, as soon as I saw the speech, I seen him. I watched it live. I said, "I need. I've never ever done this for politics. I've ne- I barely even keep up. But, you know, this is very you know close to be important." And I said, "I got to have him on. He's great. He's amazing." And I and I, I found. I went online. And I found the email, and he literally responded like so quickly, and I was so impressed. And you were so uh, easy to deal with, and just so uh how can I say willing to do this which I thought was really awesome uh because it's hard to get people just to listen I mean even if you weren't down with the industry and know everything going on you were still willing to be an ear to us where we never really feel like we have one that's right. really Not what it comes down to
4: we're grateful the longest honestly I've ever
1: had a conversation like this with somebody who had some kind
3: of influence.
1: I mean, it just really, and, uh, it really I'm really grateful. I thank you.
3: And uh, right, right uh, re- remembering. Remembering these are people too. The, the legislators that we're working with, like uh, Representative Winkler said, is, you know, it's not a lot of money. So you would imagine that they're there for the people, uh, we would hope. No, um, but some may be there for it's the not powers. a salary.
4: When I that. saw the not salary, I was salary. honestly
1: surprised. I came up salary. on Google and I was like twenty eight thousand. I'm like, that's all they make, and they're there just doing it all day. This, it's nuts. It's nuts, and it just
2: well, you know, it's it's almost a thankless job. And I just want to say thank you. It is going up to 40, but I won't get it.
1: (laughs) Well, you're getting out of the business, so it doesn't matter, anyways. (laughs) You were there to vote on that.
4: I wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank you for bringing up the advertising part of that bill, too, because that got overlooked. And the restrictions that they're putting on advertising, in my opinion, is only going to open up Massachusetts and New York to advertise in Connecticut. Because um, they don't restrict the billboard companies from advertising cannabis dispensaries. If you drive through Massachusetts, there are billboards up all over the Oh, you see
1: them everywhere.
4: Same advertising cannabis. So, And there are some in Connecticut by the borders.
2: I think you have to have a Connecticut license to advertise in Connecticut on a billboard
4: yeah no i don't well how is massachusetts doing it
2: that that just changed in the new in the new amendment
4: oh and but yeah yeah, Yeah, that was the other part uh, that
3: was the other part they had to have that
4: yeah um and then equity
3: joint ventures too
4: yeah they did change that so it's good and i just wanted to thank you that was the only thing i want to bring up thanks again uh we appreciate we'd love to have you on our show sometime I can, uh, I'll can. i contact you, but I guess if you're retiring... Can you believe this guy? Can you
2: believe this guy? <laughs> in, in seven months, I'll be worthless. <laughs> no. <laughs> no!
6: You still have yeah, the knowledge. That's it. You made new friends tonight,
4: Mike. That's it.
1: You made new friends. Yeah. Listen, shout out. Like. Thank you, Christina, Joe, Lou, Kristen, who's no longer here, and of course, Mike, Senator senator oh my got state representative mike winkler thank you very much i really appreciate your time thank you you guys have a good Bye-bye. night thank
4: you thank you pz thanks for inviting me on appreciate you got
1: it. it thank you and a show that you won't soon forget we've really broke ground tonight i'm so thankful for uh my whole panel and literally this this show show has been so awesome uh, so thank you to everybody. Thank you to all you guys who were tuned in, who were in the chat, who called in, who watch the show every week and support. I'm doing this for y'all. We're bringing you the best in cannabis, cannabis news, cannabis entertainment. You already know how it goes. It's Two B Blunt, king of all cannabis media, baby. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook at Two B Blunt Podcast. You already know what the number two. That's 2B Blunt Podcast with the number two is how you can find us on all platforms. You already know the business. I'm going to head out. 2B Blunt, we'll see you next week. Same weed time. Same weed channel.